Welcome to Catholic Life Every Day. Well, you know, folks, there's a powerful connection between gratitude and giving that runs deep within our faith. It's not just about words or concepts. It's about a profound way of living. In today's episode, episode two of Connecting Faith, Powering Catholic Communicators, we will explore the theme of gratitude and giving, guided by the powerful message in Luke 17, 11 through 19. We will delve into disconnection, exploring how it shapes our identity and communication within our Catholic community. As always, I'm joined by our theological expert. He may not like that title, but he's an expert, Tommy Schultz, and our communication specialist, a.k.a. Guru Beth. How's it going, guys? Hey there. Good. I am thankful to be <laughs> here, John. I see what Thank I you. Thank you. Very good. You're practicing gratitude. I love right. it. What I like to do is let's get started with you, Tommy. You're going to dive into the spiritual context and gratitude. And for those listening, maybe this is your first episode listening to this series, this mini series that we're doing for the Advent season. Tommy will be guiding us with the spiritual side, the scripture side of how we can apply scripture into communication today. So we'll get started with Tommy and then Beth will lead us into the more practical side of our episode today, giving you tools, guiding you, equipping you with the right approach and how to take the scripture that we share today and apply it and live it in your Catholic faith. Thank you, John. So before we talk about gratitude in the scripture, I think it's important to look at the scripture right, before we reflect on it. So Beth, would you mind reading for us our scripture for the day here? Sure. We'll be reading about the cleansing of 10 lepers, Luke 17. As he continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Thank you. All right. So let's dive into this a little bit. So when I read scripture, what I try and do first is I read through it. And this is a practice that goes way far back in the church called Lexio Divina. It just means divine reading. Um, so it's basically a way to pray through scripture. So the way I like to do it, I'll read the verse once, just get a sense for what it is. I'll read it again, and I'll try and see what the Lord is putting on my heart for this verse. And so for this verse today, as I was reading through it, praying through it, the thing I noticed immediately is that Jesus healed these people. And I have to imagine that he knew that they wouldn't be grateful. Hmm. You know, he says in here, 10 were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? But of course, we know Jesus is God, right? And so it's not as if he goes, oh, shoot, I didn't expect them not to come back. I, that was kind of a weird thing I didn't expect. You know, he had to have probably known that in their hearts that they weren't going to be grateful for this miracle enough to actually come back and thank him. And I think this gets to the heart of who Jesus is and who God is, is that he is gratuitous gift, that despite whether we deserve it, 
despite whether we want it, um, despite whether we think we need it, God is always going to be giving to us. Now, we do have to accept that gift, right? He's not going to force it on us. But he's always gratuitous gift, that he's always trying to give of himself completely to us. And all we have to do is accept that gift. And then if we take it to the next conclusion, we give that gift back, right? This is why at the mass, I love the end of mass because all the kids get really excited because they're like, yeah, it's time for donuts. But at the end of the mass, when they say go forth in peace, right? That's not something like the mass is finally over. It's something like you've received the most gratuitous gift that you can ever receive in your life. Jesus Christ in the Eucharist now go and share it with the world. So that's number one. And I think from this, we can see like we have all been given gifts that we don't deserve, right? So maybe these people from human standards weren't deserving of this gift of healing because they weren't thankful to God. We can reflect on our own lives and see that that's the case, that oftentimes we receive gifts, whether they're spiritual, physical, whatever they are. We receive gifts all the time, monetary maybe, we receive gifts all the time that maybe we aren't worthy of, quote unquote, that maybe we don't deserve, but it doesn't matter because Christ wants to give us gratuitous gift. And so uh, to kind of end this reflection off uh, for this first part here, I want to focus a little bit on the wedding at Cana. Um, when we look at the wedding at Cana, you have these six wine jars, right? Or the, these six water jars that Jesus turns into wine in his first miracle. What's interesting about this is that wine all throughout the Old Testament is a sign of God's love. And the number seven is a sign of perfection, completion, right? And so what we have really happening in this verse is there's these six stone water jars. Christ steps in as number seven, turns them into wine, which is a symbol for God's love. And so the idea of this verse is that his love is so overflowing, so perfect, so complete, so perfected that it affects our lives in a very real way, as it did for those people at the wedding feast at Cana. I don't think it's a mistake that this was his first miracle, that he's literally showing to the world, the way I'm going to do my ministry is by gratuitous gift, by giving you everything that I am. And of course, we see that in its completion on the cross. Um, but I think it's a beautiful way to kind of tie it into this reading today, the cleansing of the 10 lepers. Maybe we aren't always worthy of the things that we get from God, Maybe there's sometimes things that we receive that we don't know what to do with. But at the end of the day, it's God who is gratuitous gift. He's going to give to us. And what we should do out of humility is humbly receive that gift and give it back to the world. Well, Tommy, that great, great perspective and it's definitely profound. So now let's take this into the practical side of our, of our episode. Let's shift gears a bit with Beth about some practical ways on how we can express gratitude through communication within our Catholic community. And, and Beth, um, when we look at expressing gratitude, not only is vital in building strong connections within our communities, but also how we communicate today is so different from back in the day, I guess, what we can say. You know, the suggestions that we've shared, you know, through many of our different episodes in this podcast, we'll talk about different platforms, whether it's a podcast, a social media, a newsletter, to let people know how much we appreciate them and, and how to engage them in our faith. What are your, what are some of the ways on how, or what do you recommend we, we use or we apply uh, in communication through YouTube? Maybe you can share some examples with us sure. in this episode. So the most practical way of expressing gratitude 
would be to say it out loud. Simply saying thank you to the people that you work with, to your family members, strangers on the street. That's that's one of the best, easiest ways to get your gratitude across. Um, as far as communication through the church, there's many outlets that you have available to you as a Catholic communicator. Um, you've got your bulletin. You have your multiple social medias. Some parishes do YouTube for the online streaming that they begun during COVID. They never stopped, which is great. You have your outlets like Instagram to reach the millennials and Gen Z. Uh, you have your Facebook because that reaches more the Gen X than the boomers now. So there's a lot of different ways to go communicating to your audience. There's saying thank you, and then there's reading it on a web page or in a bulletin. And there's also acting with gratitude. You don't have to say things. You can simply use your actions to show that you're grateful. That would be um, simple things like volunteering, showing up, putting in overtime, maybe going above and beyond at work to express that you are grateful, that you are maybe not deserving of the gifts that you have, but you're going to do your best to pay it forward and just swallow your pride on something and take what you have and make the best of it. Um, back for what Tommy said, and you know, sometimes we have gifts that we don't deserve. Obviously, like I can think of the gift of life, the gift of my family, the mm. gift of my career. Those are all things that I feel like I definitely don't deserve. I worked hard <laughs> to get my career, but if I didn't earn it, God gave it to me. How do you say thank you for a gift you don't deserve? Um, nothing that we can do to say thank you. Like that's enough for God, for the gift of life. So what I would do is make every small action prayer. You can make it a prayer of Thanksgiving. Me folding laundry, me answering the phone with a smile, me making food for my kid. He's five. So maybe my small action through prayer of Thanksgiving would be not raising my temper after I've asked him five times to brush his teeth and he's just playing with his matchbox cars. So those small actions can be a prayer of Thanksgiving. I love it. You also have those issues with your child as far as getting them to do things at your home. Yeah. So it's not just me. It's not just me in no, my home. Then. No, <laughs> just got to buckle down. You see, Tommy, this is what you have to look forward to. I so, see. We've already got it going on a little bit. The brushing the teeth thing already <laughs> happened. So, yeah. Yeah, it's happening on our end right now with teenagers. Uh, there is that rebellious stage of their lives where they're just everything is an argument and everything's a long story as to why they didn't want to do it. So yeah, I bless you. <laughs> There's a lot that comes uh, with that, but yes, I, I think it's beautiful what you said, Beth, the idea of looking at everything. We take things for granted, everything that we do in life. Uh, sometimes we just do it because it's just what we do every day. But that simple idea of life, life itself, that's a beautiful gift that we've been given as not only faithful Catholics, but just in general, just the opportunity to connect with others and share our, the gift that we've been given through, through Christ and through the many things that we've been exposed through our faith and connection. So that's beautiful. Thank you for that. And excellent tips for those of you listening. I will go a step further. You mentioned prayer. You mentioned praying as you do laundry or praying as you do different aspects in life. From a bulletin perspective, I almost want to say that this would be a good opportunity as we're in the season of Thanksgiving. Why not incorporate 
a prayer within the bulletin. Why not incorporate a prayer that can be shared not only in the bulletin, but in all different platforms that we are connecting the community through? Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that idea as far as the prayer? Because that, that's what clicked on me when you said prayer bath. Yeah. And I thought that, that was like, huh, how insightful that is. I don't often see a, we see a prayer when there's a need, an event, a charitable event at our parishes, but not out of the blue. You know what I mean? I would say like in, in regards to like bulletins, like it doesn't have to be like a physical like prayer that you're reading on the page that you just put in the bulletin. Because we can like everybody goes different places to find a prayer, but like the action of creating your communication, you can make that a prayer by taking the time to search the correct dates, make sure like some good looking graphics and pictures are in there. Because if you've got like a well-loved communication, you can, you know, people will see that and they're going to be like, wow, somebody put some real love into this. I don't know. That can be the way that you can make your job rewarding and be thankful for it. Just put that love into it. Absolutely. Excellent tips. Thank you so much for that. Bad. thank you for being very thoughtful as far as what you share with us today. Now, Tommy, you've already given us some profound insights already in this episode. How does gratitude tie into our Catholic identity? Yes. <laughs> thank you for saying they were profound. They're probably going to be more profound in this kind of part two section because what I think we need to do is look at the church. So if we look at our Catholic identity, immediately we go back to Christ and the church. So the first part, I give you kind of my reflection, but let's look at what the church has to say about Thanksgiving. So I went right to the catechism, just looked up the word Thanksgiving. It appears lots of times. Um, in Catechism 2637, it says, Thanksgiving characterizes the prayer of the church, which in celebrating the Eucharist reveals and becomes more fully what she is. All right. So even the word Eucharist, Eucharist states us, it just means Thanksgiving to be thankful, right? So the sacrament of the Eucharist is the sacrament of Thanksgiving because, and I like to ponder it this way. Sometimes we go to mass and we're bored, right? People are bored. They say all the time, oh, mass is boring. Okay. Well, mass isn't about you. So it's okay to be bored. All right. You're there to worship God. Um, and that's kind of the response people give is you're there to worship God. You're not there for a concert. You're not there to have fun. You're there to worship God. And I would even say, okay, maybe the response to that is wrong in the sense that we are not really a mass to worship God. Mm -hmm. That seems crazy, oh. right? Um, where are you going with that? <laughs> where am I going with that? <laughs> what I mean is like human beings worshiping God, he doesn't need it. Um, it's not something that he needs. He's God. He's perfect. He doesn't need our worship. What we do when we go to mass and especially through the Eucharist is, is we don't really worship ourselves, but we join in the worship of the father or of the son to the father. So what the son did on the cross and what we're joining in on the mass is the son is worshiping the father, giving his love back to the father as gratuitous gift. That's what we see in the Eucharist. And that's what we really do in the mass. So yes, we are worshiping. Yes, we are worshiping God, but it's not our own worship because then it wouldn't be efficacious. If I can use that word, it wouldn't be effective. It wouldn't really mean anything. It only means something if we tie our worship in with the true worship of the Son on the cross to the Father. And so that's what we're really doing in the Mass, and that's what characterizes the whole of, of the church. That's what characterizes our Catholic identity is entering into the sacrifice of the cross and allowing that sacrifice to make our worship become something that's valuable, become something that is efficacious or effective. I'll take it from there. And we hear in Gaudium et Spes, this is one of the most quoted, I think, 
verses from Gaudium et Spes, which is, for those who don't know, it's just a teaching document from the church. Um, but Gaudium et Spes 24, it says, man can fully discover his true self only in a sincere gift of himself. Right? So it's <laughs> only when we're fully giving of ourselves that we really find out who we are. Well, why does this happen? Well, we believe as Catholics, we've been made out of, in, in the image and likeness of God. So out of this Trinitarian love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when you have a Trinitarian love that has created this, this reciprocal gift, this love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when you've been created out of that, it only makes sense that you're going to be most fully happy, most fulfilled. Um, you're going to live the best life when you're actually giving of yourself as well. Because the God who created you is constant gift between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so if we're created out of that gift, then we must realize we fully find ourselves in giving of ourselves. Um, and then I'll end with this from the Catechism in 2638. It says, as in the prayer of petition, so there's several different forms of prayer, petition, thanksgiving, adoration. It says, as in the prayer of petition, every event and need can become an offering of thanksgiving. And this is like what, was, what Beth was talking about, that everything that we do can become a prayer, right? Mm -hmm. I, I also would like to add on the bulletin side of things that not only make the act of creating a prayer, but do we actually pray for the people who are going to pick up that bulletin? You know, as we're creating the bulletin, are we praying for the people who are going to receive it, that they would receive something from it, that they would be welcomed in your community? You know, so every act we can make into a prayer, thanks to what Christ has done on the cross. Again, we have to tie it to the sacrifice of the cross. Otherwise, it doesn't mean much, right? It's not very effective. And Paul points this out. So the catechism goes on to say the letters of St. Paul often begin and end with Thanksgiving. And the Lord mm -hmm. Jesus is always present in it. So two quotes from Paul, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you, giving thanks in all circumstances. And then two, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with Thanksgiving. So all of this to say, what's our Catholic identity? Really, our Catholic identity is to realize that we were created as good, that we were given these gifts that we probably don't deserve, and that we're meant to share those gifts with the world. And that's what the church is, especially through the source and summit of our faith, the sacraments, the Eucharist specifically. What the Eucharist does is it pours forth this gratuitous gift from the cross to its faithful, and the faithful then go out at the end of the Mass and they preach that good news and they bring it to the world. That's what our Catholic identity really is when we tie it with gratitude. That was beautiful. Beautiful, Tommy. That's incredible. Incredible. Well, you mentioned profound earlier. This is definitely profound. Well, it's, it's the <laughs> church. You can't really go wrong. They think a lot before they write anything down. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Tommy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is why, for those of you listening, we created this full transparency when we started uh, brainstorming this type of format of an episode. I can't think of a better person than Tommy to do this, even though he says oh, he's not an expert. He's a pro at this. Oh, yeah. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful, sir. Thank you so much for that incredible, profound message and how you made it simple for us to understand um, in this episode. So thank you. Now, Beth, let's wrap up this practical uh, segment with a few more tips for our listeners on how we can incorporate gratitude and giving into their communication efforts, especially as we are getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. And there are so many great things that we do this month of November. Sure. You can keep people updated in weekly emails. Everybody has a different way that they gather communications from. 
So you're going to want to try and throw things out as many ways as possible to get as many people engaged. So if it's not like through social medias or online or bulletins, you can go through emails and actual public recognition at the end of mass going and saying thankful, saying that you're thankful for whatever volunteer efforts that happened in the community, calling people out by name. Putting their pictures on your social medias in the bulletin and just saying Ooh, thankful. Like that. Yeah, yeah, people love looking at faces. So if they can you know, look for a picture of you know a teenager that did something for his kitchen, um, they can pick that up in their communication and see that they are a part of a community that is grateful. Listening to your tips there, one example, and I can't take credit for this. This came from my wife. Uh, but one example that she mentioned is I express gratitude by maybe assigning a month of gratitude, like specifically saying this is a month of gratitude and hello, November, what a perfect month to, to make it a month of gratitude where not only members of your community can share maybe blessings, uh, blessing daily of what they've experienced in their own lives. How relatable that is to me. That was like, you know what? I will definitely pick up a bulletin or read a website or read a post on my parish app or a notification sent on my on evangelist that doesn't say, Hey, we need you here for an event, but more, Hey, we just want to share someone's message of being thankful and grateful for the blessings or potential challenges that they've gone through and how they've been able to overcome those challenges in their life. Yeah, I think as far as making it practical, especially you mentioned in the church, a little more interactive, I always like to see, and maybe a lot of parishes have this now, but we always talk about a welcoming committee, but I always like to think of a welcoming committee, not so much as just like saying, hello, welcome, there's going to be donuts after mass, <laughs> that type of thing, but actually getting to know people who come into your church so that you can figure out what their gifts are so that you can ask them to use their gifts for the community. Um, mm -hmm. We had this actually happen at our parish recently where somebody in our, our class who's becoming Catholic, we were talking about the choir and she said, oh, I'd love to join the choir. Is that available for non-Catholics? And I said, I'm pretty sure it is. I think they'll take anybody with the breath in their lungs and who can even kind of sing. You don't even have to really be good. Correct. And now she's joined the choir. She's not even Catholic. You know, the idea of interacting with people when they come into your church for the sake of getting to know them, one, just to get to know them, but two, mm -hmm. so that you can realize what gifts God has given them and how they can use those for their community. I think that's what I would say. Love it. I <laughs> wish we had a good welcome committee at my parish. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe you can after this episode. Hey, why don't you listen to this upcoming episode? <laughs> well, again, fantastic suggestions. Bev, Tommy, thank you. Thank you so much, as always, for your amazingness in these episodes and to our listeners as we conclude today's episode it's clear that gratitude and giving are not just words but actions deeply embedded in our faith i encourage our listeners to reflect on how they can integrate gratitude and giving into their daily lives and communication remember our faith is not just something we talk about it's something we live can't see the sticky note is too far away <laughs> Anyway, but I also wanted to extend a heartfelt thanks to all of you for uh, following our episodes, following our podcast website, diocesan.com slash podcast, our, on our streaming channel, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we can't thank you enough for your presence, support, 
So we hope that this little episode today, taking away something that will inspire you to live your Catholic faith. Again, until next time, here at Catholic Life Every Day, connecting faith, stay blessed, and be a blessing to others out there. On behalf of Diocesan, God bless. Thank you for listening. And if you like more Catholic Life Every Day, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.